Welcome to Chinuch Today with Rabbi Yerachmiel Garfield, where we highlight innovative ideas and inspiring people from the world of Chinuch. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chinuch Today. Hope you are well. You don't have to be an educational expert to know that one of the challenges that faces all of our schools is making general studies meaningful, making general studies an experience for children that they really benefit from. You know, many factors play into this. Uh, we all know the quality of uh, teachers is always challenging, especially in schools that have limitations, like only have Limudi Kodesh in the afternoon or the late afternoon, or will only hire people who really understand the culture or other limitations that are put on ability of us providing excellence in general studies. Uh, so, of course, the amount of homework, the amount of hours, many, many factors that could be playing into it. So as we all um, are working towards an excellence in general studies, one of the areas that's gotten focus as of late has been curriculum that is culturally sensitive and aligned with our values. You know, as our world gets more far from our values in many ways, that certainly has been become part of the discussion around curriculum. Even in the secular world, you know, there are different states that present different things uh, to their students in their secular public schools differently um, regarding you know, family issues or history, um, how, we re- how we present the Civil War, and other you know, hot topics where, you know, very much a battle of ideas expresses itself in curriculum and in presentation. And over the last bunch of years, it's becoming more and more of a, of a uh, interest in Klai Yisrael to develop materials that are very much aligned with our values. I remember when I first became a principal about 12 years ago, we used to have a scholastic book fair. Actually, I remember growing up, we used to have the book fair. And they would come with uh, all sorts of interesting books and, uh, and little uh, games and things like that. And we would go to the library and be able to buy a book or two. And uh, every, everything was great. It made a little money for the PTA. And it uh, also, you know, got people inspired around literacy. All very important goals. But what we found here in our school, just uh, we stopped it maybe six or seven years ago, that the book fair became so much having to do with pop culture and the entertainment world. And the books became more and more questionable and we would go through them before and try to pull out the ones that were especially concerning. But it just became an overwhelming thing where books really and, uh, you know, the curriculum and the program that they were promoting really was so saturated with uh, secular culture that it became very hard for us to, in good conscience, present it to our students here at uh, Yeshiva Torah Med in Houston. And that's true with other aspects of uh, curriculum. And so we're always looking for entrepreneurial, thoughtful, dedicated people who are working on uh, developing such curriculum. And that's something that we will, on occasion, highlight here on Chinuch Today podcast. Uh, the Rosh Hashiva of Neri Yisrael in Baltimore, of Aaron Feldman, has spoken about this multiple times at Tarmasar Conventions, where he feels that this is a critical focus, Klai Yisrael, and there are, Baruch Hashem, more and more programs that are being developed. The word of caution that I want to put out there is, that we're not looking to compromise our integrity as educators for this goal, which means that we want our curriculum, even if it is going to be developed in a Taira Hashkafa, to have the same grit and the same level of rigor and the same academic goals that we would have if we were using 
a secular program. And that's where the challenge comes because a lot of the secular programs have a lot of funding in order to develop their uh, materials. They're done, they're beautifully done. They're done based on research often. They're done with a lot of support materials. So as we get into this, you will find that materials that are really useful and valuable are the ones that are, of, are made of excellence. And on today's podcast, we are going to present one of those. We're going to have Mrs. Gazfreund, who, as you will hear, developed a news a weekly that is put out almost every week during the year. And she collates news from all over in order to expose the children to a regular news that is curated in a Torah way. And you will hear she's certainly a Torah person who has made a great contribution to more on the general study side, but in truth, to Chinuch of all of our schools. So we're looking forward to hearing from her and about her program. And this is a good example of the kind of development that we need and that we're seeing of Torah true curriculum that is also substantive that's being shared and developed for our community. Okay, hello and welcome. We're so happy to have Mrs. Gasfreund here, who, as you are going to hear, has a very special program aimed at uh, many of our schools and is in a bunch of schools. And we're thrilled to have you. Welcome, Mrs. Gasfreund. Thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. Okay, so where do you live? I don't even know. Where are you? Oh, right now I'm in Lakewood, New Jersey. I've been here since I'm married, since 1977. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. 1977. I happen to know how many years ago that was. You've been in Lakewood for a while. That's, uh, that's amazing. And l- let us hear, tell us a little, how you got into Chinuch? Have you been a Machanechas? Okay. You know, so what's your I, history in Chinuch? Okay. So I started out in New York and Brooklyn where I grew up. I started out teaching. When I got married, I, Lakewood was a small town. So I ended up teaching in Atamatora for a few years. And then for the past 35 years, I was a teacher in Base Vega, which is part of the Lake of Cheder. And what right did you now, teach? I, what grade? I taught, uh, started off teaching eighth grade. I've taught sixth grade for years. I taught fifth grade and I taught wow. back to sixth grade. Um, but right now, I'm not teaching. I'm focusing on my news on the run product. Awesome. But occasionally, did- occasionally, I do go into the school to help them out to sub for classes. Got it. And did you teach uh, Kodesh or Chol for all those years? I've taught always. Uh, I, since I'm a liquid, I've taught just English. I've taught the I've taught uh, the the English subjects of geography, writing, reading comprehension, and current events. How did you find that? Meaning, could you have taught Kodesh and you chose Chol? Well, uh, well, generally, in any story that I've taught, literally, I've always discussed the Midos part and how to apply it to their everyday lives. So I stress that also. Just basic living like a mensch, we always talk about. So even in English, you can find there's a lot of ways to bring in hashkafa. Yeah, I guess what I'm asking is, do you are you lechachila, an English teacher? Did you feel that was your calling more than being a Kodesh teacher? Uh, well, when I left seminary 50-something years ago, uh, I definitely aspired to be a Kodesh teacher. But this, this was what came my way. It was more practical for me to teach in the afternoons with uh, raising a family. Interesting. And if you could go back and you could talk to yourself, your your 23-year-old self, would you yeah. tell yourself, you know what, there's something for you to do in Chol? Or would you say, try Kodesh L'Chachila? 
What would you tell yourself? I've also, for years, I've also substituted in the morning. So I got it in my Kodesh. Uh, there's a lot of preparation more for Kodesh than there is for the English subject. So you have to figure out what works for your schedule. Got it. But in terms of like uh, Tachlis, some kind of calling where you felt, you know, it seems like you could go either way. That you could have talked I could either go way. either way. Uh, it's definitely easier to teach in the morning, to teach Kodesh. Discipline-wise, the children do respect the Hebrew Mora much more than the English Mora. The morning hours, the kids are not so up in arms yet, so it's easier right. to maintain classroom discipline. There's, so then maybe Akash Baruch Hu Dafka wanted you to there's be... Just, there's, there's a back and forth for both. Got it. And when you were a student, did general studies speak to you? Did you have a very good experience? I happen to have not been a writer as a student. Really? Yeah. So what, and now, do you, I mean, part of your work here, I know you don't make up the news, but we'll get to it. But right now, writing is a big part of what you do? Right. Because I've taught writing for many years. And my biggest issue was marking the writings. It took yeah. hours and hours and hours. So I got proficient in writing and literary writing. Did you go to school for this at all? Or did you get any no. training? No. So you're like self-taught, would you, you say? You say that. And in terms of like when you were a teacher, I assume there was some kind of curriculum when you were a general studies teacher, right? I guess. We followed the curriculum, but generally in our school, the uh, principal felt that the students shouldn't be given a step-by-step guide for writing, that they had to use their own imagination. Uh, We didn't feel like giving them today. I see there's a lot of workbooks on writing and they'll, they'll explain to you what to write in every first sentence, second sentence, third sentence, how to put your things together. We generally felt to give the kids topics that they could use their own imagination with. Interesting. I'm sure you got a lot of very interesting uh, reading and writing out of that, right? If kids could. Right. It's not like we didn't give them the topics to choose themselves, but they had to think of ideas when they were given a topic. Right. Right. That's really cool. And um, would you say like there's a certain grade that you enjoyed more than others between teaching? I was in sixth grade for many, many, most of my years. So I would say that that would be the right, that I enjoyed that grade. And and where were the kids up to in terms of writing at that point? I guess they start with essay. They start to really, that's really when you begin well, writing, I really, guess. We just, we really just worked on expanding paragraphs, expanding sentences. In general, in writing, there are some children that can write better than the teacher because they have that natural ability and their their writing is just way above even before they enter the classroom. But we gear our lessons towards the middle student who's having a hard time and that when they leave the classroom, they should be able to write um, on a sixth grade level. The top of the class doesn't need to go to school. The top of the (laughs) class doesn't make any difference who the teacher is. They'll excel. That's part of life. Yeah. I wonder, like, you've you've had quite a perspective of Chinuch, you know, having been taught for so long. Would you say general studies in our schools – is better than it was 30 years ago, is worse, is the same? How has it changed in well, terms of with quality? all the materials available today, it definitely is a higher on a higher standard. Our learnings are on a higher standard. There's many, many more materials available today for the students and the teachers. So students definitely have a better understanding of the world than years ago. Do you think they have the same the same respect for general studies? Has that been something that's changed? No, they don't have the same respect of general studies. In general, students today are not interested in studying. Years ago, students that were uh, 85 students would study at night and they would do very well. They would study over the weekends. Today, students are not 
interested in studying. So that's so you have a factor that helps, which is the materials, but a factor that gets in the way is the attitude. Is that right? The attitude. Is, there's, there's tons of entertainment for the kids at home. Why should they study? Years ago, there was really not, not much entertainment. Today, kids have uh, different entertainments they could do on the weekends. They can go to eat out. They can go to the malls, which was not around years ago. Right. So, so in a way, maybe it's not as good as it was a mall. Right. Uh, a mall, okay. it was very different that the kids kids sat at the table and they studied until they got the material in their head. Today, a half hour is enough. I can't study. So I more. imagine your kids, kids are no don't longer. don't have patience to study. I imagine your element, your children are no longer in elementary school, but I'm wondering I get married. if you could choose to send them to elementary school now or 30 years ago, which would you choose? It's a toss-up. Hmm. The, chinuch, the chinuch system today is also, I just see from what my grandchildren are bringing home, the Rebbeim are working very hard. They're putting a lot of effort into the papers are beautiful. The weeklies are, are, in schools are, are, are something superb. Yeah. Another area we're much more sophisticated in is special ed and understanding, you know, that element. I imagine it's much more, you know, there's a lot more student support today than there ever was, you know? Yeah, but in, even, even the student support that there is today. Years ago, if a mother took it on herself to, to review with the, with the student, the student did better. Hmm. Parents today rely too much on the special ed system and it, there's nothing like a parent's sweat for a child. I hear that. I hear that. Okay, interesting. Now now let's move towards your idea and how it developed. So maybe tell us in a few sentences and then we'll unpack it more. What is your you know your program called News on the Run? Give us in a few sentences what is it? Okay, so I'll first start at how I got into it. Okay. Uh, there used to be, first of all, there, and there still are scholastics and time magazines that schools were using. But with time the articles were not something that we felt were respectable, passable enough for our students. So for us to take the papers and we used to X out different articles every week and pass it around, kids eventually end up looking at those articles anyhow, just because you X it over with the magic marker, it just wasn't working right. out. When it happened to be, there was at one point a Jewish weekly that was being used, but uh, it just closed up suddenly one September and we were left in the dry. How long ago is this, would you say? about 13, 14 years ago. Okay, so you were still teaching, obviously, right? Right, I was still teaching, and I said, hey, we have to come up with some news for our students. Right. Why is news important? Why is news important? So, first of all, children have to know what's going on in the world. It was, if there's a president, what's going on with the White House, or just it was a way just for them to, to, the newspaper has a little information on science, it had a little information on government, it had just reading information, could use it as current event, as comprehension. So school asked me that if whatever news I was doing for my class, I would share it with the other teachers in the school and they would reimburse me for it. Hmm. So I said to myself, hey, if I'm doing it for my school, let me get a few other lo- local schools that would want to use this news and they would they would pay into the program. So that's how I started. I started maybe with five schools my first year and I had one level that was geared towards the upper elementary school, the sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And that was how I got started. And with time through a lot of my own marketing, I call, I called up schools on Baruch Hashem, my business school. And with time schools, I listened to schools and some schools said to me, uh, we need to have another level for the younger kids. 
I started out with level one. Then I realized I need a level intermediate level. I started out with level two. And even the past year, I started out with a level pre one. That's right. good for first grade or kindergarten. So I'm constantly expanding and taking ideas from schools. One school had asked me for a cover. That's right. when I realized I need to make a cover for my newspaper. So I do get ideas from schools and people and schools that call in with better suggestions. Like I had last year, a school uh, explained to me that the way I numbered my pages wasn't working out. So I we, I listened to them and I reevaluated and I, and I numbered my papers accordingly. Do you so give any type of worksheets with it or it's just like up to the oh, teacher? So to... I do, well, first of all, most schools don't do the, read through all the papers. So it's a little mm. hard to give a worksheet at the end because right. some schools, first of all, cut out articles. They don't feel it's right for their parent body. It's not representing their school, those articles, or the teachers just don't have time for it. So for me to give a questions at the end on the whole public, on the whole issue, it doesn't work out. So what I do is I do, I have a worksheet just on one part, the news tidbits with pictures that just a writing practice. Or of course, and then I give out worksheets in the beginning of my program that teachers could adapt for anything that they want for students to summarize the articles or to write cartoons on, on the, to draw cartoons to explain the article. And, and this is every week you come out with one? So I have 32 issues in the year. Mm. I mean, just basically every week I take off Yant of Time or Hanukkah or Purim, but it's, it follows a school it follows the school calendar. And do you do it all yourself? Are you doing all the work yourself? So I write the level three. That means I'm busy all week amassing, looking for different articles, mm. and I put it together, level three. Then I have a person that that does some work for me, and she cuts out, she chooses articles for level one, for level two and then for level one. And then of course I lay it out after she writes it up for me, I lay it out. Guys, so she rewrites the articles in a more simplistic way. Right. Right. She chooses. Now a lot of articles are not for younger kids. It's not, don't have to know about the U S economy. So a lot of articles right away are not for younger students. So the, uh, the, the higher level has the most pages because a lot of articles are cut out as you go, as we whittle it down. Before you got into this, were you into news? Were you a news person? Um, I definitely did listen to news and, and was trying to follow politics always, but not always. I'm, let's say, for example, during the past presidential election, I had a lot of complaints because some schools thought I was pro-Biden and some schools thought I was pro-Trump. So everybody has their own way. Like, I'm not pro-anybody. Right. Uh, whatever news station I'm getting it from. I, I wonder, since you've been doing this, has your own perception of the news changed now that you understand what it's like to choose articles and choose titles? Does it give you perspective? Well, into, well I've had a lot of schools complaining to me that it's fake news and I shouldn't be using news from CNN. There are lawyers and, and all that. I should be using only from the conservative stations. What I'm trying to explain to schools is that I can, I, I'm very limited in topics. There's a lot of topics are not interesting for, for, for students. I like to choose topics that are interesting for students to read. So even if it's even if it's from a station that's not conservative, I will use that. I'll use that that article. Right. But I'm asking you now that you know what it's like to produce a newsletter. When you open The New York Times or CNN or wherever, or Yeshiva now World I realize News, a lot of it is fake. A lot of it is not true. Have you have you come to see that? Meaning you, you feel that, to way? See that? Yeah. But the media that the media controls the how media much control they happening. have, you don't. It's not actually real news. A lot of that's being reported. A lot of it is distorted. 
Can, can you tell me a little more people, about that? What do you mean? It's like the that? Same, It's the same way two people tell over a story one, and from different angles. And would you say you clearly see bias in different news places? It's like obvious? It's, oh, you know, especially between the Democrats and the Republicans, depends on what the station is. What we, do you have one particular news source that you think is similar to you in that? No, really no I'm not, do... I, don't, I don't really have my own view on it. No. Interesting. I'm not oh, one but of I mean that's very hard. balanced. Like I'm not, I'm not one of those diehard news people. <laughs> so, so how does it? So, where do you get the news from? So, you mentioned CNN. What else? Oh, I go to I go to many many different sites, and sometimes I'll take a sentence from one site, a sentence from another site, a sentence from a third site. When I find an article that's of interest, let's say there's a ship that sunk, so I'll Google it, and I'll it'll bring me up ten different news, uh, ten different news right, stations that have recorded it. it and i'll take a sentence from one two sentences from another cut out i don't it, like to report just from one station what's happening are there any topics you avoid just because they're too like israel stuff or people get just too excited well, i have it? a lot of schools that are that subscribe to my publication that are very hasidish and they're not interested in israel one person said to me don't send me the israel news i said it doesn't work like that i send one publication to everybody you have to cut it out Therefore, I give my news, I send my, my issues in word for some schools to take out so that they could take out the Israel news. But then, again, there are a lot of schools that want you to report about Israel. Right. And sometimes I'm just reporting about uh, the rain in, the rain in Eretz Israel. So what's wrong with that? I don't try to report about the policies in the Israeli government. Interesting. How about politics, like uh, new prime ministers or something like that? Mm, I might mention it in an article. Okay. Depending on the week, if I'm, I'm if I'm miss, if I'm missing articles, that's the truth. <laughs> Sometimes I have enough to fill up my week. I don't need to put that in. Interesting, interesting. Right? Who needs the who needs the headache? How about like any any sports, entertainment, popular culture, even sports, even like sports, from, I stay away from. Sports? I don't I don't report on sports. How about like from popular culture, like Yakov Shweki's new CD or a new thing like no. I don't know what? No, a lot of a lot of my schools are funded from from their state or the city. And I'm not supposed to re- report on religious content. So I definitely Whoa. am not reporting about Yaakov Shweki. But it so happens to be, I always debate when a Godel is nifter, if I should report it. But then I say, hey, if the New York Times is reporting it, I could report it. That's right. it. When Prime Kanevsky was nifter, yes, I did report it. Got it. But, well, I'm looking uh, at one. If, just, if, if some rub in, in Brooklyn is Nifter, the Hasidic Rebbe, I'm not really reporting it unless I can connect it to the news. Let's say, for example, when the Skolena Rebbe was Nifter, yes, I did write about it. And I was able to connect to communism in Romania. If I can connect it to a historical article, I think I have a right to print it. Did you even touch the issues relating the general studies in New York City? No, no. I stay away from that. It's not, I don't think, they're young elementary students. I don't think they have to know all these issues. Yeah, I mean, they do have schools saying to Hillam, and I'm sure they know what's going on. But uh, it's more political than news, I guess. So interesting. There used to be a uh, museum in Washington. It closed. It was called the Newseum with an N, like Newseum. And it, it was all focused on how, like, basically bias in news or the power of a newspaper. And even in Jewish history. Fascinating business. I was just uh, reading over Yontif, uh book about tells, and I, I believe one of the innovations that there was a whole machloikis in Europe. You know, the Haskalah and all these chevra started with newspapers. That was like one of the 
one of their arms to get Klai Yisrael to follow them, Zionists and Askola. And the question amongst the Bnei Torah was, how do we respond? Do we make a newspaper and try to counter it or not? And I, I believe, I don't want to give misinformation, but I believe it was a Machlekes, and uh, the, the Rosh Hashivas and Tells believed that we should have a newspaper, a Yiddish newspaper. And uh, others felt they shouldn't. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing what to it do with it. It still continues to this day. Like I just had an email from one school that the older grades, a lot of parents are complaining they don't want the kids exposed to the news. Because in the no younger news. grades, they don't care. So uh, they don't want the kids exposed. Uh, we have a lot of st- schools that teachers love my publication, but the school feels that it's not the parent body is complaining that the kids are too much into the news. So Can you help me understand that a little more? What, what's the objection? What's the objection? They don't want the kids talking about the news or what they have to know about the news or or a lot of complaints was with Trump somehow, Trump and the money uh, by the elections that the kids were into Trump. It just got too much and they didn't want the kids having their heads into that. So they felt it wasn't right for their school. Every school has to do what's right for them. Now, right. a lot of schools feel, here's, here's an opportunity for kids to read, to practice comprehension, know what's happening in the world, be interested. Now, I find that a lot of teachers love the program. Why? Because in boys' schools, even more than girls' schools, because when the kids are rowdy, here's something that they'll listen to, that this article to discuss. In a girls' school, if kids are antsy, you can do an arts and crafts easier, you can read a story, you have an easier way to calm them down. In a boys' school, this is the perfect thing. All right, let's read the news on the run. Got it. It's interesting that a sheet that would be against the news, meaning even, I wonder what they think about Jewish history, if maybe it's only because it's current, it's too exciting, maybe. I don't know. It's interesting that they would find it objection. Every, every school has to follow their parent body, follow their hashkaf, and follow their rabbinical board. Right, 100%. I wonder, if you stop doing this, let's say for whatever reason you had to take a break, would yes. you still look at the news? or What, what would you do? I still your look own? at the news? I mean... I probably would want to know what's going on, but I wouldn't be spending all this time searching through the news, filtering news. I'm going to ask you a hard question. Get ready. Which website would you go to first to get your news? If you were looking for yourself. Uh, first well, I, one, I, click. I, I, I even check the Jewish websites. Okay, so where would you go a first? Lot, a, a, lot, a lot of the Jewish websites that I'll go to through that report on Eric Israel, some, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go to those Jewish websites. Um, I can say specifically each morning that I run to a specific website to check uh, out, to check them out. Ha- have you seen anti-Semitism as a theme in certain news publications? Are you worried as a Jew now that you're... Have I seen anti-Semitism? <laughs> meaning, meaning, let's, you know, I think I could be specific. I don't think I'm going to get in any trouble. The Ilum Tain is that the New York Times has an anti-Semitic bend. Especially, let's leave the latest uh, article about the Hasidic, you know, the Hasidic schools for a second, although it's hard to ignore that. Right. But but leaving that out, let's say just about Israel, do you feel it's like a balanced, they some have pro and they some have against? And well, they I just have... ignore it when I'll see all these articles that people are condemning Israel and the UN. I'll just, I'll just ignore it. I've learned a lot of things, you know, uh, that I didn't know beforehand all the time growing up that the UN is anti-Semitical. Although I do remember in 67 at the Six Day War, Abba Ibn screaming out at the UN, but... <laughs> In general, I, I, I see the, the parties that are anti-Semitical, and I just skip it over. I don't even read the articles because I know I can't use them. Right, right. So it sounds like, but you're not you're not willing to condemn uh, the New York Times as anti-Semitic. 
No, I didn't say that. I, I happen not to use the New York Times. Somehow or other, I just, I never seem to go to that website. Really interesting. Okay. Yeah. We wouldn't tell them. I think on their, their tagline is all the yeah. news that's fit to print. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe they have to adjust that. Well, it could um, be that maybe maybe some of their news is written on a more, uh, not such easy language. I try to find uh, I, websites that, that are written in the first place on a lower level, so I don't have to decode it that much. Got it. I, I'm looking at your newsletter here from last year. This is April. You sent me a, a thing. So you have different sections. You have the news part. What are, what are the different sections that you that you have? Okay, you so I start out with the White House news and world yeah. news. That means usually what's happening in the in the United States. For example, um, the coming issue I think I have about the elections in Congress, or I have about uh, Jimmy Carter that he turned ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have just the world news and a lot of the world news is about Russia right now and I do report right. a lot on the Jews in Ukraine mm-hmm. I just reported let's say that they had a sukkah or a lot of them came to Shofar despite the danger involved Beautiful. so I'll report about that so on whatever else is happening in the world about China's Communist Party and my next section is I always have a feature a different article let's say for example the coming up week I have about the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court's New term started in October, so I'm writing about how the proceedings go in the Supreme Court. So the feature is like a deeper dive type of thing? Uh, Depending what there is. Depending what there is. Sometimes I have a Jewish feature that I write about different cities and the Jews that lived in in those cities, Mm. communities in the U.S., different cities in the U.S. or in Canada. Um, Then I'll have my next thing is I will have news tidbits. Sometimes I'll just have individual articles. I'll have a specific article on the hurricane or on the hurricane right now, kind of hurricanes work. Other times, maybe I'll be writing about apples or just an individual article. Sometimes it's like really like a feature, but I just call that an individual article. And I have the news tidbits, which I write about. It's like each article is about a half a page long, usually. Mm. Just different things that happen. Somebody found a library book from 60 years ago. Somebody found the first. Or anything else that happens uh, that that that's uh, just interesting for the kids to read. Yeah, about a ship that's on. I see like on this that. one you have a, a nice amount about uh, space travel. I live in Houston, okay. So we appreciate Thank the you. shout out for NASA and uh, all the different astronaut returns. Right. And, you then have I, and, and then, I, and then I have historic flashbacks. I connected to um, that some somewhere within seven days of that week of what happened many years ago. It's usually on American history. Sometimes mm. I'll throw in a brain teaser that I find online. I'll put that in just for the kids. I see in this uh, one, you yeah. also have something about Jewish history. You have Dr. Moshe Wallach. Oh, I must have connected it then. Right. Maybe something to do with maybe it was the yard site. Yeah. Um, so I'll connect it to the Shari Tedek Hospital. Right. Exactly. Um, so I'll connect it to Yushalayim of yesteryear. Got Depending it. what's around. Sometimes, you know, I try every other week to throw in a Jewish, to throw in a Jewish article. Either it could be at one point I'd written about Gedolim and life and life in the countries that they grew up in. I'd written about the Chazan Ish, let's say, and I wrote about life in Eretz Israel in the early 1900s. Cool. I had done that about a few years ago. So when Chaim Kanievsky died last year, I added, I attached that to the article to show the differences in the lives in Eretz Israel. So um, I have a database that sometimes that I do reuse some articles from many years ago. Um, a lot of these articles I put in are have taken me a long time till I compose them, till I put them together and figure out what to write. You get a lot of feedback. You mentioned you get some fan mail. Do you get do you get a lot of complaints, or it's just uh, here and there? Well, people are always complaining. Listen, <laughs> that's part of being a business is complaining. Um, well, I don't have my name and number on on the newspaper, but so and I do am in different parts of the U.S. So not everybody knows my name. 
right. and nobody's been real quick. But the local people sometimes will call me directly, and I'll explain. One person called me, tell me I should be like an Olamido. I said, I'm not an Olamido. I'm funded from the city, and I have to stick to my guidelines. Like everybody's coming with different ideas. Right. They don't realize. And I said, even if to do with being funded, that's not. I'm not. We have enough Yiddish papers that I don't have to write about Gedolim and right. just out of nowhere. That's not my purpose. How, um, how many schools, Barach, do you have around, if you'd share? I have a nice amount. I don't want to reveal the Okay, amount. all right. I see. That, means, that means when I have a school, doesn't necessarily mean I have a whole school. Sometimes I have individual teachers that will pay out of pocket to subscribe right. for their class. Or right. I have schools that will subscribe just for two classes. Or depending on the different schools that, that I have, I have some high schools even that subscribe to the program. Yeah. I have a lot of special ed schools that are, that, that, that are part of this program. So I have a bunch of, um, I range, my, my program ranges from very Hasidic schools to even one school that might even have a, a conservative crowd out of town school. Got it. What's your vision for the future? I mean, do you have, do you have ideas of how you want to develop it further at this point? Or are you happy with the way it is? Or what, do you have a... We're just trying to keep our customers and try to get more customers, um, more schools. I have excellent feedback from teachers and from students. That means, yes. The teachers are very happy because it's there is no work for them to do. I've seen teachers in a school not look at the paper before and take the paper in their hands and give it out to the students and spend a period talking about it without them having read it before at home. Even it's right. not like they have even it's not like they even have so much knowledge of current events, but it's foolproof for dummies. So teachers love it; they don't have to prepare. Right. The kids are interested. They're very, the teachers are extremely happy with the publication. Right. But yeah. then again, when the kids bring it home, you have certain parents that are nitty gritty going through every article and saying, this is not appropriate. This is not this. Why are the kids exposed to it? So you have in a school of 500 parents, two parents that make a rah-rah and that, that, and that already causes a bad ruach in the school. Right. Interesting. Do you have any rabbanim that you say, well, I've checked this over with this one or that one? Or Well, I don't really have time to check it over with rabbanim because by the time mm-hmm. I'm finished myself and by the time um, I get back my level one and two to rewrite it on and do it, I have to send it out to the schools. I don't have time to give it to a rabbanim to look at for Sometimes if I do have a question, um, my husband is a rub, so and my husband himself has learned Polo many years, so I'll discuss it with him or I'll discuss it with other other people that I know are proficient, other educators to see if I'll send it sometimes to a colleague and I'll say, Hey, does this make sense for me to put in? So she'll say to me, or just leave it out. Like don't get involved. Right. Better safe than sorry. You know, it's almost like not that your newspaper is, uh, uh, you know, has the responsibility of the world on its shoulders, but you know, there's a moral question sometimes about when do you, what, like when do you just want to keep your hands clean as a newspaper? And when do you feel that something has to be told? You don't get into this, but there's Shilas of Lashonara, right? Like, let's say there's a story about someone that's concerning, but it's uh, it's important that people know or not. You know, I don't know. These I don't think that's my stories. job to spread it. I right, no, that's no, that's not the nature of your paper. But but yeah. in general, I would think anyone in journalism is constantly trying to figure that out. Be uh, responsible to your mission, but uh, obviously you don't want to be involved in any type of Lashonara. I stay away from it. Do you think, I don't know if you'll appreciate this question, but it just came to mind, like, when Mashiach comes and we're in Yerushalayim and, you know, it's just Yidin and we have Nevi'im back, and will there be a, a place for a newspaper? People, kids still have to read, though. They'll, they'll read about Ruchnistic things. But right. Kids will have to read still. Right? They're going to have to occupy the times. What are they going to do? Jump on the walls? <laughs> <laughs>
Right, so let him read about the world, about history, I guess, about uh, whatever's going on, the carbonos. The, we had so many carbonos, right. there was There's blood flowing. They won't have to know about U.S. politics. Right. That's ah, oh, I'll mean, I could, I could get behind that that dream for sure. All right. Very good. Um, anything else about the program you want people to know? Oh, I appreciate all the schools that subscribe and all the and all the wonderful positive feedbacks that I've gotten from schools, and I've gotten from parents. I've had schools calling me, telling me that this was reported beautifully, and I appreciate all the people that give me the positive feedback and the encouragement to keep keep continuing on this work. Okay, wonderful. And how spread. should people reach out to you? If someone listening to this wants to learn more, how would they you like e- them to- They could email me at worldnewsontherun at gmail.com. Okay, and we'll have that. I'll put that in the notes underneath so people could uh, could follow up. Worldnewsontherun at gmail.com. Well, thank you. It was great to learn about your yeah. program. I think it's definitely being Marbeck Fochumayim and helping children. May your numbers grow and may your all your news only be positive and wonderful. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. All right. All the best. Take care. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Chinook Today podcast. And hope you enjoyed learning about another great program that exists out there for Kla Yisrael. And to hear about some wonderful people like Mrs. Gazfriend, who has dedicated her life to our children. If you have any questions or comments, or you have any ideas for great guests, please feel free to send me an email at... Chinuch Today Podcast at gmail.com. Chinuch Today Podcast at gmail.com. This is your Achmiel Garfield wishing you a wonderful day.